back to the Vet SOS show brought to you by the Who You Know Network. Remember, don't drown to see a transition. Grab the Vet SOS Lifeline. Mark, I hope you're ready. I'm so excited we finally got Dr. Destiny coming on the show today. She's so much fun to talk to. Just has a, a, a great story, does amazing things for our community. Uh, this is just going to be great. I, I'm so excited about this. As yeah. always, I'm here with my partner, Mark. Mark, how are you doing today? Man, I couldn't be better. Um, man, it's beautiful outside. Finally here in Texas, we're getting a little reprieve. It, it's actually, you know, we get our two weeks of fall, so I can't complain. And I am ready, too. I'm ready to hear what uh, Dr. Destiny has got to share with us. I know it's going to be, be bomb after bomb. So, boom, I'm going to give her one right there. Setting, you're making the bar. You're setting the bar too high for me, y'all. Like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we want to continue to thank those who are pairing their channels with us and broadcasting our podcast out as original content on their social media channels. Please continue to do that. If you don't know how to do it, send us hashtag pairing and we will tell you how to do it. So we're here with Dr. Destiny Preet. She's been affiliated with the military her whole life. Mother, brother, father, husband, and herself have all served and are still serving. She's right. a true believer in service beyond the uniform and has worked several jobs in the veteran transition space. She even used her PhD in industrial and organizational psychology to study the veteran workforce and transition. She's a certified veteran developmental coach and very active mentor, logging thousands of hours. She is the president and co-founder of We Two Our Vets, an organization focused on honoring, empowering, and recognizing women veterans. She is also CEO of PG Strategies Group. She has found ways to tie in her field study uh, in industrial and organizational psychology and the military-connected oh. communities together. She is a military spouse, the mother of three very active boys that we just learned, and is a huge Wonder Woman fan. Dr. Destiny, how are you doing today? Nice. Good. Well, now that we have that all of the way, I think we can just end the episode, you know? <laughs> here, here she is. There you are. Done. Goodbye. Man, you are doing a ton. Um, and, you know, just... To have that military family background, I think that's awesome, right? Yeah. Just to have all of those serve. Um, and, and actually, Sean and I were talking uh, yesterday because he thought somebody hacked our account, but I had made a little bit of a post on our on our Vet SOS page. Um, and, and I just think it's great. Like, you guys, the whole entire family has, has been involved. That's fantastic. What a great experience. Um, tell us a little bit about your, you know, your nonprofit, We To Our Vets. Um, what are you doing there? What's some of the work that you're helping with? How are you helping that community? Yeah. So, you know, just wanted to throw it out there first. I, I love all veterans the same. So some people come to me and they're like, you know, this We To Our Vets, what are you doing, Destiny? You're separating the genders and all of that. And so, <laughs> no, look. There's, there's a lot of reason behind that, but I, I wanted to say that because I really do care a lot about our veteran community as a whole, and that is why We To Our Vets is something that exists right now. So We To Our Vets is the nonprofit. The mission uh, is to honor, empower, and recognize women veterans. And so there are a lot of organizations out there kind of doing a lot of things, right? And so my job here is not to replicate any of those services and those things that other organizations are doing, but really to create one, a collaborative community of support. So a lot of women will reach out to me with needs or uh, things that, you know, very, very uh, uh, relevant needs at the time. And so if it, depending, I'll triage these case man like management stuff. So um, 
they come to me, they'll need something. And then I usually outsource to the other resources. So that's one thing I do with the women veteran community is kind of do the warm handover to other organizations. The second thing that I am working on is having our giving education and information to organizations and entities that work with the women veteran community, because there are a lot of things out there that are just, you know, we're misunderstood, we're underrepresented and things like that. And a lot of women don't actually self-identify as veterans. And so one of the things that we're trying to aim to do is to honor and recognize women veterans. And so it's a lot of moving pieces. Um, I've kind of had to not put things in the side burner, but I had to for a little while with it. However, I'm so excited because we just were able to hire a program manager for We Tour Vets. And we're going to be uh, bringing on a training and development manager to help work on some of the stuff in the background that I have going on with We Tour Vets. So I'm really excited about the future of it and what we're going to be able to do. Awesome. Man, I, I think that's great. Um, number one, I don't think it's separating, right? Because it, it's such... It's such a different, um, and, and I know you've got, you know, it's with your coaching and, and some of the, the psych, psychological, right, aspects of it. Um, it's different for women, I think, because you also have that additional layer of uh, sexism in the workplace, right, especially in corporate America. So um, it's not, and it's in the military too, still, totally, right? But, <laughs> yeah. But it, it's, yeah. it's a... I don't, I think it's a little more subversive though, right? In, in the corporate world. And so to be able to, to get out of the military and then go into a corporate environment where you might not be able to identify it as easily, but it still happened. I think that that's a great help that you're, you're providing. Um, I appreciate things. that. Yeah. And a lot of people, when they, when they do come to me and say things like that, I, I try to say that the idea is to make it an inclusive environment and to have, you know, to create those equitable outcomes as much as we can. Obviously, we have a long way to go for a lot of things. Uh, but really, you know, if women, for example, aren't even self-identifying as veterans, do you think they're using the resources? Do you think that they're, you know, signing that they're a veteran in their workplace? Maybe not. And so you might not even know that they're, quote unquote, in the ranks in your organization, but they are. Um, and they want to be, and they deserve to be. And there are a lot of really amazing competencies, knowledge, skills, abilities, all of that that come along with veteran community, but particularly women veterans, because they have gone through a lot of adversity and hardship and challenge. And so they come on the other side really like strong in a good way. Mm -hmm. And so organizations should leverage that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I, I was also, I just want to give you like, um, just a, a, an applause because I think you're, I saw on your LinkedIn, you're like uh, date to present. You have like seven things that you, <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. And she's a mom of three. Like, oh my goodness. Like, uh, are just, like what are you doing out there? I'm like all the things, you know, now you know why she just hired a program manager. There you go. That's right. That's right. Hey, you know, that is one thing I do know how to do is delegate. So if something comes up, <laughs> I know how to spread the wealth and the love. Trust me on that. And, and you can ask my kids. <laughs> the good thing is they're they're getting closer to that to that full delegation age where you know it's oh, like, yeah. I yeah. expect all the chores to be done. So Oh yeah. And they're like starting to cook for themselves now. I mean by cooking I mean, you know, putting ramen in the <laughs> microwave, but <laughs> we're getting closer. So we're, we're getting works, closer. So Mark, the, the first time I think 
I think we were connected before this event, but I think the first time I actually got to talk to Destiny was the same night that I met Marina at the um, oh, Best yeah. Industry um, event where it was, I think, myself and Brian were the only two guys in there for God knows how long, and, and they wanted to pick on me. Um, <laughs> but it was a fantastic event, and, and I think we – we two or vets came out or officially launched shortly after that. I don't think it was quite launched before that. Um, yeah. So just the amazing things going on there. And I was glad that, you know, vets, the industry was able to to really be a partner in that piece and, and uh, bring that forward. And I, I think what they have a military spouse mixer this weekend, I think. And I, I know they're getting ready for another uh, diversity one coming up, I believe as well. So uh, mm-hmm. definitely doing great things there. Um, do you you just hired a program manager do you have anything on the horizon like is there something you're already aiming for (laughs) well actually i do i will be there will will be bringing in several more people for we tour vets in particular um we're going to be bringing in some social media people some content experts um interestingly enough uh one of the you know Sean probably knows this from some of the interactions I have, but I like to think way outside the box on things. And I like to do things a little bit different. And so the program manager and all of these other positions I've taught actually hired through different partnerships that I have. So basically I'm using a federal work study program through a college to be able to create an alliance with them. Then their students actually get federal work study money and they, so like it's a really it works really well because now I have people that I can literally bring onto the team, give them experience, allow them to have, you know, translatable skill sets that go from, you know, while they're in college to the workforce. And then I also get to benefit because I can start to spread the mission further. So it's a win, win, win. And so I'm hoping that other colleges will kind of tack on to this and not use their federal work study students just to be, you know, uh, like most of them, if you go to real colleges are doing what they're cashiers at the bookstore and things like that. Some of Mm -hmm. them are, you know, student teachers, but in this case, they're partnering with nonprofit organizations. So there might be opportunity out there for other, you know, or other large nonprofits to be able to do the same. Mm -hmm. That is fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely love hearing, hearing that. So I will tell you, Mark, one of the things that I love to do is just sort of scan through LinkedIn and every once in a while it happens. I would say maybe once a quarter destiny will all of a sudden open her calendar. It's like this big (laughs) event on LinkedIn and everybody trying to get on her veterati calendar. Um, I was lucky to get in one time, but it, it, it's something it's, it's almost a a hobby. You know, you start scrolling and just looking to see when is she going to post that next one? Okay. Okay. So huge demand. Yeah, some people do actually message me and say, like, can you let me know ahead of time? I'm like, no, just, you know, just like all the other people say, follow the, you know, ring the bell and follow me. Boom. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the, the Dr. Destiny Black Friday sales, you know. My kids even have to get on my calendar now, you know. It's just one of those things. You have to schedule time in to see Bob. <laughs> What, what are what are some of the what are some of the things I'm I'm curious about like so the your PhD right yeah. um, and what are some of the things your studies have found 
is you're analyzing workforce and transition in the veteran community. Yeah. So throughout my PhD, uh, I started my doctorate right as I was getting out of the military. So the same day that I decided to leave the military, I decided to sign up to get my PhD. Um, and so I wanted something that I had because at the time I was also pregnant with my third, I had twin babies who were home. My husband was active duty. So I was like, I need something for me. I can't just go from the military, very career focused to like just being straight up stay at home mom and not have anything on the horizon. Cause to me, that was like terrifying. So I was crazy enough to sign up for my doctorate. And the first couple of years of my doctorate, I was very challenged in ways because I couldn't figure out how to connect with my classmates um, because uh, the field of IO it, uh, psychology is still very misunderstood. And so I was trying to explain what this field was. I didn't even know how I fit into the, you know, to it. And then when I started realizing that all of the experiences that I kind of had from the military were very translatable to, you know, the workforce, um, everything from training, hiring, you know, every, like everything could be kind of, you know, pivoted towards a business like focus. And so I started to connect the dots that way. So when I did that, I started taking all of the opportunities for research in my classes to study the veteran transition experience, because not only was it personal to me, but it was something that I could connect the dots with. And it became this really like school felt very task oriented when the first couple of years, like, okay, gotta, gotta get it done. But the last three years of my doctorate were incredibly like fueled with passion and, and excitement because I was able to study a community that I really cared about. And so that's mm -hmm. when I did, decided to do my dissertation on the, it was focused on the women veterans, but on the women veteran transition experience. And that's actually what pushed me into creating the We To Our Vets nonprofit organization. So, okay. yeah. Awesome. Just, just for a second, let, let's revisit the opening part of that, where she said she had just gotten out of the military. She was a military spouse, had twin babies, and was pregnant with her third, and needed something for herself to do. <laughs> Did <she? laughs> what? I mean, I know I'm crazy, right? No, but but it's true. Like, it's hard to go from just being like. I mean, I was so career focused and so, you know, mission focused. And now, yes, my new mission was to be a mom and a stay-at-home mom. And I couldn't be more excited. But I had this huge fear that doing that would almost kind of like remove my skill sets from me in some weird way. And so I was like, let me keep myself current. Let me keep my brain working. And then when I went for my first job interview, I don't know if I've, I've said this in other podcasts and stuff, but. When I showed up for my first job interview, it was actually for a career counselor for the Army's Soldier Transition Assistance Program. And when I showed up, I made a joke. I was like, well, thanks for having me. You know, I only know how to speak toddler. So I hope, because like, I only spoke toddler for four years, you know, post-military. <laughs> yeah. So, but it it kind of went, you know, it, it connected the dots for the, 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 inter the person who was interviewing me. Because she's like, I totally understand so many not just women veterans, but, you know, military spouses are having that same challenge coming back into the workforce, doing interviews, having only, you know, spent the last four or five years at home with their toddlers or their, their kids. And so it's a challenge. So for me, I needed something to propel me forward, you know, in that way. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely love it. And it, it shows not only your drive, but your, your value to our community 
um, and how much you care about it. And, and I think anybody who's a parent at all, whether you're a stay-at-home uh, mother or working mother or, or the, the father or whatever, we all start to talk toddler. <laughs> yes. We wound up realizing on that. Yeah, you're like, uh, I need to get out and get some interaction with some people. This is uh, this yeah. isn't working anymore. I'm still. Yeah, like I'm, I still gotta, I'm, people. I'm still talking toddler. I, I, my four year old. You know, sometimes I'm like, what? What'd you say? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are telling people you got to go to the potty. You know that kind of stuff in the public. Oh, yeah. You know, so yeah, no, but it's true. It's like you get. It's like leaving the mill. It's like in the military, you have that same kind of language, you know, and then whenever you become a parent, you start to pick up another language. And then when you go into the workforce, you pick up another language. And so for me, I really, truly stayed home for four years, like with just my children. And I was like speaking all kinds of toddlers. I knew all I knew all the Disney songs. I knew everything that was playing. <laughs> they were always in my head. I was you know, singing Paw Patrol songs. And so I was like, all right, how am I going to take this and transform this mindset into like schoolwork? And it was all with CEOs and really accomplished professionals and then go find a job, question mark? <laughs> okay, that's going to be interesting. But it worked out because it people can relate to that, right? So Yeah, yeah that's uh, huge, <laughs> hugely relatable. Um, PG Strategies Group, right? So- mm -hmm doing great work there. Um, the coaching side of it, that, that, that's really, I think, sticks out to me. You know, you've got your Coach for Veterans site, um, www.coachforveterans.com. Can you tell us a little bit about the work that you're doing there with businesses and then how that translates over into helping the military community? Yeah, so I've been a certified veteran developmental coach, CBDC, for five years now, um, going on six. And I have coached thousands of service members, veterans, spouses, you know, you name it, even non-veterans um, and particularly business leaders on how to communicate and, and stuff with different kinds of people, right? So uh, I've been coaching for, like I said, five years. And it's interesting because in the beginning, it felt like, you know, I felt almost like guilty for being a coach in this way, because it was so natural for me, right? It's like, this is my most natural setting. It's my most natural way to help people. But what I realized is whenever I put the coach hat on, truly, the way that I talk to people changes because I start to open questions in a way that really pulls back layers and gives people an opportunity to really not only open up and be vulnerable, but then to close that vulnerability back with accountability and, you know, solution focused conversation. And so over the last several years, the way that I've coached has not only transformed from an individual, so it started individual to individual, then I started doing group coaching. So um, I've done like a professional identity workshop in the past, for example. And then recently, I just picked up an opportunity to work with a really large company to not only coach their veterans, because a lot of their veteran um, people are in leadership positions and there's actually challenges that a lot of these individuals are having because they're communicating to not only people that don't necessarily understand their language, but also uh, they don't understand the generational differences. And so there's a yeah. lot of miscommunication, misunderstanding. And so I'm working with organizations to not only coach, but to create coaching toolkits 
for their veteran community as well. So that way that almost like basically think of them as like coaching workshops and coaching dialogue discussion, wow. stuff like that. So it's transformed over the years. I'm really excited where it's going. And then in addition, I'm picking up a lot of people who are interested in also being a coach in this space. So I coach coaches as well. And so just a really enjoyable space to be in right now. And people are becoming more open to coaching than they have. Yeah. 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 Are you familiar with uh, Project Relo? Much, not sure. They're an organization out of Michigan um, and they, they work with corporations, CEOs and, and, C-suite and executives on hiring and retaining military and veterans. So they actually bring people up to Michigan and have this boot camp for CEOs. Awesome. Uh, to go, go through that experience. So I'll, I'll connect you with some of the, the folks over there. Yeah, I would love this. See, look, we're connecting resources here. I love yeah. this. There you go. <laughs> it's all about who you know. That's Great. right. Oh, man. Oh. I know. Well, thank you for having me today. I mean, you know, thanks for going with it. The doorbell, since we've been talking, the doorbell has rang twice. Kids have ran across with their underwear on. Husbands try to quietly go up and down the stairs with a dog barking. So here we are, right? We could just laugh about it because this is a reality. <laughs> I, honestly, I haven't heard any of that. I, yeah. I Maybe I've just been so engrossed in what you're saying that I haven't, I mean, none of that has Perfect. gotten through to me. So. <laughs> yeah. my, my puppy... It hasn't done it yet, but typically about it after I have this door shut for an hour, we'll start banging her head against it to let oh. me know, hey, you know, uh, you're not going to keep me out. So right. um, I just I just got to work on getting my four year old to stop uh, pulling his pants down and going wherever he's at outside. That's what I got to work on. That is real life. I love this. Yeah. <laughs> I, this has had to have been the absolutely fastest session we've ever done. It feels like we just started. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and we're we're already at, at the end. I, I don't know what happened here, so I'm gonna it's tell you right okay. now that we're gonna have to book you again for another show. Maybe we'll bring oh, you on for okay. for 100. <laughs> so next time we'll bring the panda head with the kids, and then we'll, you, you know we'll make it you know, we'll make it really interesting here. <laughs> Definitely. How do you prefer uh, people reach out to you? Do you want them to go to your website? Do you want them to go to your LinkedIn profile? What's the best way to to connect with you? Yeah, the best way is pro honestly probably through LinkedIn. I'm most active on there. Uh, so okay. catch me on LinkedIn. If you're not on there, you can reach out to me on my website and I will get back to you as well. Excellent. Guys, prepare for oh. the Easter egg hunts for when she posts her availability for Veterati. <laughs> oh, that's, that's right. You guys... No, you have to you have to connect with with Dr. Destiny. I mean, she is involved in so many things that can help you help your search, um, just launch you into your next successful position. Guys, connect with with Dr. Destiny. I appreciate Absolutely. it. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Any parting words you want to leave with the audience? Uh, just like the last person said before me, network, network, network. Absolutely. As always. Thank you uh, for tuning in. Uh, thank you for being on the, sh the the podcast, Dr. Destiny. Always great talking with you. Um, thank you to the audience for tuning in and pairing your channels. Remember, don't drown the sea of transition. Grab the Vet SOS Lifeline. I, uh, I'm, I'm going to mute my mic. And